Welcome to Between the Studs, the best Lego podcast here at 930s on Fridays here at Atlanta Brickco. I've yes. got Daniel here, and we are discussing one of the coolest older themes that's really, I think, criminally underrated. This is Lego Ninja. We already covered Adventures. Now, this is the second out of my top three favorite classic themes, so maybe Emtron is next. Yeah, it, it could easily be. I, th- I have it on the list over there. Oh, there so there's go, huh? All of your favorite themes are on the list, and this is actually... Really knocking them out. I, this isn't necessarily my favorite theme, but I really have a great appreciation for this theme. This is right in my era. I think I was more into the Rock Raiders, That's which is the same, yeah. same time frame. But uh, I remember seeing Ninja in the catalogs. I owned a few small Ninja sets. Mm-hmm. I didn't have nearly this big a collection. This is a gorgeous <laughs> collection of Ninja sets here. Daniel. I'm thank very you, impressed. Yeah, I had a few. I probably have a dozen Ninja figures to my name. Mm-hmm. I don't I have more Ninja figures than Ninjago figures, put it that way. Oh, Which yeah. Which is <laughs> saying something for, for sure. the amount of Ninjago stuff. With we'll, we'll talk about Ninjago later. Yes, definitely. Anyway. You can't so, talk about Ninja without at least bringing up Ninjago. Now, now un- unlike most of the stuff from this era, I only have a really vague knowledge of Lego Ninja. I just kind of, if you showed me a set, I'd be able to tell you, oh yeah, that's Lego Ninja. But I wouldn't be able to tell you um, necessarily what wave it was from, um, what order of, was it the biggest one, was it the smallest one? I wouldn't really know. So you want to describe Ninja as a theme for us, Dan? Because you're an expert. There's not a ton to know. (laughs) There's a a little bit, it's nothing like adventures. There's a, Mm -hmm. a little bit of lore from I have one magazine and uh, and one shop at home catalog here, mm-hmm. and and that may be about it as far as what we have to go on. Yeah, the there were two waves, like you mentioned, and they came about later than you might think, given the the look of these sets. But they were 1998 and 99, so yes. really towards the very tail end. And then one thing with these, uh, they called them mini superheroes uh, mm-hmm. packs. And that was in 2000, so gotcha. mostly 98, 99, very, very late 90s. Interesting. Uh, most of these sets here on the table are from the very first wave, though, which mm-hmm. was in uh, 1998. And the story here was all about the uh, Shogun, which is probably one of the most iconic figures, this guy with these great uh, chrome gold horns on his on Very his nice, there. yes. And he was trying to protect his treasure from the robbers who were these kind of green and red mm-hmm. faction just trying to steal his, his wealth, his exactly. riches. Exactly. Trying to keep those bandits out. Yep. Exactly. So they had uh, they had their hideout and they had various ways of trying to, to break into the different fortresses to steal the treasure. But it was all mm-hmm. very kind of 17th century feudal Japan inspired yep. architecture. Um, but absolutely no kind of fantasy elements like we mm-hmm. like we sort of see in Ninjago, which, again, we'll talk about a little bit It almost later. looks historical. I mean, only the hang gliders are throwing me off in that That's regard. That's true, so, yes. Yeah. So the, the Flying Ninja Fortress, the largest set from either wave, had mm-hmm. uh, had one of these gliders here with these kind of feathery wings, and then the uh, the robbers also had a, a glider as well with a little more patchwork tattered. A, a little more rugged looking, yes. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, and these sail pieces were used in lots of different themes. I think they may even be the same ones they used in the Avatar set. I'd have to double check that. I'm not. I'm not. Positive. I think that is definitely a possibility. We'll have yeah. to double check that and verify that. I know that these guys were used in Adventurers hang gliders yes. from uh, the, wa- yep. the third wave of Adventurers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh no. F- yeah. But other than that, very very traditional um, kind very of architecture grounded. styles. Yeah. There's lots of little things worked in that kind of look like shrine mm-hmm. elements or ways to display, like a katana or something. Yeah. Um, 
lots of jail cells for locking people up, mm-hmm. of course. The good guys lock up the bad guys, and the bad guys lock up the good guys. Exactly. Um, treasure chests. Most of the treasure was golden coins mm-hmm. or uh, occasionally rubies there. I see some jewels here. there. Yep, exactly. Yeah, we've got some jewels here. And this actually brings me to an interesting point. So Classic Ninja is considered a sub-theme of Castle. That yes. is how it is, is typically categorized. Mm-hmm. That was never specifically implied in any of the like marketing materials in the magazines, but because of things like this, and also mm-hmm. um, they would do some service packs, it was what they would call them, or parts packs back in the 90s, which you could order from the catalogs, and there were several that were castle parts packs, and they would have knights' helmets and things like that, but they also had some of the samurai helmets and yep. other accessories from Some this, crossover, so. at least in the the bulk ordering phase yes, of Lego. Right. So, yeah. so by today's standards, it is it is generally considered a sub-theme of Castle, and that had that magic scroll uh, tile there, which is why I chose to wear this shirt. Exactly. Today. Very, very fitting, for sure. Yes. Absolutely, definitely. yes. One thing that I have to talk about while we were mentioning the sets is each one has a trapdoor, Blades oh, coming yeah, out the ceiling. Course. They've they've got those classic '90s play features. And that's, crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's of course again why it's one of my favorite themes. Same as Adventures for you, sure. You've got rotating you've doors got, in the building. I mean, oh, you've yeah. got the bridge falls out. There's you've got these blades. Two, and this one has a, a really cool print on it too. With this kind nice. of gold. Uh, it Very almost d- looks like one of those Japanese like uh, paper doors. Pagoda, yeah, 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 that's awesome. But uh, yeah, every time you walk through a doorway, you better watch out. You're gonna get killed. Yeah, falling yeah. axes. The uh, the knight's halberd pieces were common. Mm-hmm. Or in this one, this one's pretty Got cool. The here. blades. Yeah, there's a bunch of uh, katanas on the end of that one. That has a very sinister kind of. Thing That'll to get it. you really quickly. And Some then, uh, oh, falling oh, oh. rocks. Uh, this one here had. One where the uh, the the ninja would actually swing down. He hangs by a bar <laughs> nice. underneath the roof, and he can swing out and surprise you. That's cool. This one, the, the bridge uh, falls. The whole bridge yeah. flips upside down, and mm-hmm. you go into the the river or whatever underneath. <laughs> so yeah, this is an unsafe land that they live in. Yeah, where totally, you're totally. gonna fall in a trap door, or some blades are gonna get you. It's yeah. crazy. This is really fun. Uh, the other common one was they would use the. Um, the green rope pieces a lot as mm-hmm. vines, and the the ninjas would you know scale up the sides of the buildings all stealthily. I think I see a I vine on one. every set. There's one on yeah. Let's see. There's one there on this one. There's one on that Here, one and on that one. There you go. There's one on all of these. If there's sets a tower, they're sneaking up it. Yeah, that's, they're that's... going up the sides. They're not using conventional methods. Exactly. To, to enter because they're going to get an axe. Yeah. Why? Why would you go through the front door? You're going to get killed. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You gotta. You gotta. That is find really fun. to avoid the traps. And then you got the hang gliders, and you have all these weapons. Oh yeah. And and cool that's figures. A, that's you know another great play feature is you can have them jump off this tall tower and yes. glide all over the place. So it's grounded, but these guys were made for action. Like the, oh, all yeah. these sets Absolutely. were like just expecting some crazy hijinks with the ninjas. I mean, ninjas themselves lend themselves to really aerobatic um, attack, totally. aggressive, you know, yeah. very flamboyant. Yeah. So this is uh, this and is the the faction element. I'm sure it would be something you know you'd invite your friend over and you know your friend would play robbers. You're battling, you yeah, ninjas and you're trying to sneak into each other's. Yeah. It's kind of red versus blue, but in samurai or uh, ninja form. So it's yeah, really totally. uh, very, very very interesting. So For sure. do we know how many sets there were total? Like, and and how many was there more sets in the first wave or the second wave? There were more sets in the first wave. Okay. I don't know the exact total count. There's a okay. lot of you know there's big sets and then it trails off into lots of small poly bags and later editions just you know um 
this guy here came with this, but he was basically a standalone set. There gotcha. was one that was just the figure on the horse mm-hmm. with the banner. So like so. the last hurrah kind of thing. Lots yeah. of small ones. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think there were definitely more in the first wave than the second wave. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, if Makes we want to talk about the second wave. Yeah, sure. Um, so this these sets were mostly from the first wave. The second wave introduced some new characters. Ah, uh, yes. So this is one I have the box for here. It's it's not sealed, but you still get that great flap action. Mm-hmm, with the story. Some, yeah. some extra art and showing off the play features. Uh, this introduced the bad character of the evil emperor. I never knew he was evil until I looked this stuff up. I wouldn't uh, have recently, assumed that. Mostly researching for this video, and when I was actually putting these minifigs on our website, mm-hmm. I learned a lot more about this. But the uh, evil emperor was it said in on the Brickopedia article he steals from the rich he steals from the poor he steals from the shogun he steals from anybody he takes he's, your money he's yeah. just greedy wow and so then it was the, the white princess she was a female ninja mm-hmm. one of the first ones and the two red ninjas I've got a couple of them over here yeah the uh, white ninja princess and the two red ninjas were teaming up to infiltrate the Emperor's stronghold here. So they, they were fighting the Emperor. Yes, yes, to get the treasure back and presumably return it to its rightful owners. Hopefully, he yeah. From them. <laughs> Maybe they were just hoping to get the final steal. Instead I don't of just know. a circle of stealing. Yeah, yes. no. Um, now it's uh, it's a little up in the air whether or not the, the Red Ninjas actually worked for the, the princess or for the emperor. It seems mm-hmm. to kind of go back and forth. So they could have been red ninjas trying to stop the white ninja, or they're all a team. Unclear. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was kind of whatever you wanted to make of it with the sense, mm-hmm. but uh, the the magazines and the descriptions may have conflicted with that. Gotcha. But, uh, uh, fun and, fun uh, note on that side note is uh, I love how, because there's not a ton of lore, it's, a lot of it is open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. So the, the kids at home could have chosen whether that guy was actually a bad guy or, not, or the ninjas are bad or they're good. or and They sure. could kind of decide for their own. I mean, you get a little bit of a menacing look with the red ones versus the blue ones. Yeah. But, but uh, it's I mean, very... this guy here, the, the emperor, he doesn't inherently look like a bad dude. I he mean, just looks kind of neutral. Like his he color could be... scheme is, is mostly white. He rides a white horse. That's not very typical for a bad guy. Yeah. So he's not like he's not like pure evil looking. You could decide what this character's story is, and that, totally. that reminds me of like the older '80s castle sets, like the Falcons versus Lions, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can kind of imply that the Falcons were a little bit more of the bad guys, but they they all they're all smiling. They're all pretty neutral. They all got yeah. plumes in their their helmets. So I like that this is more neutral rather than just purely like. Uh, demonized bad guys versus really heroic good guys. Yeah. Having a little bit more of an understanding, a little more grounded, neutral environment is, I think, fun. I don't know yeah. if it necessarily goes as well with marketing, but this is... I enjoy that that's... Now, it was not peaceful like, by any means. No, no, no. There were plenty of weapons abound. I like the fact but, that it's uh, a yes. totally action-packed. The factions but are, are a little uh, up to the imagination. Ambiguous. Yes. It's gray area, yes. For Speaking sure. of gray, we've got gray ninjas. Were they yes. working for the blue guys? Uh, gray ninjas were good, and um, black ninjas were bad. Okay. So uh, According to the lore. So, right, yeah. right. According to the lore. Now, I actually... I found this very recently on Wikipedia. Some of these ninjas actually had names... Really? Similar to Ninjago. I had never heard these before. Amazing. So this is Brickopedia. This was from Brickopedia. And it's it came from uh, this Mania magazine here. There's One a of comic the in here. That, uh, so we had Shogun... I'm going to botch these pronunciations, I'm sure. It's okay. Guy Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Grey Ninja Ito. And then we had... Out of the Blue Samurai, there were two different versions here. There's Ito. Let's see. And this one here is the more expensive one. He only came in this set. He's actually probably one of the most expensive figures 
in the entire line. Wow. Because he has some exclusive parts, apart from the uh, guys down here. They, they blow it out of the We'll water. get to those in a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but as far as the standard set minifigures go, this one should be the most expensive. Interesting. Um, but let's see. The old ninja, this was Dojo and Kata. Kata. So Kata probably coming from Katana. Yeah, yeah. They just shortened it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then from the and dojo ones. is like uh, saying like a um, resting place or a, a, a or temple, like a, yeah, a training ground, yeah, yeah, or something. yeah, dojo. Yeah. Yeah. And then from the bad guys, we had um, there was Chief Kendo and so Robert guy? Chief. Now I don't know why they had two chiefs. The only two, the only two characters in the bad guys. Yeah, one had the green on the front and one had the brown on the front. Okay, gotcha. But one was one is called Chief Kendo and one is called Robert Chief. So I don't know how they're both chiefs. They're all chiefs, yeah. They're, Apparently. They're, yeah, interesting. And then the uh, black ninja was Banzai. Banzai. <laughs> <So what laughs> I like that. We have uh, Banzai and Ito were the two the, the two ninjas. Fighting each other all the time, yeah. So. And then the ones from Wave 2, I don't think they had any names. It was just the white ninja princess and then the, the red ninjas. Gotcha. So the red ninjas could have been named anything. So. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, I had no idea. Those, are, th- those names could fit right along with Ninjago-esque things yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's so. why I was surprised when I learned that, because I, I never heard it at all before. But, Typically... Uh, yeah, there's there's some of that in the comic here. I mean, it's, it's unusual to see named characters in sets that are older, like so, like Castle and Space and other things. Like, they're just red space span. You know, they don't have yeah. names necessarily. So seeing some names a- applied to... These are pretty specific characteristic prints on these, so that kind of makes sense. For sure. It's very, very interesting. Very uh, unique uh, for its time. So. Yeah. Before they started, you know, printing the characters on the bottoms of the front of all the boxes. Yeah, now, like yeah. they do nowadays, so pretty much everybody has to have a name. It's much simpler Back nowadays. It's just more yeah. uh, developing characters. Exactly. You could uh, have your own creative story with it, too. So. For sure. Yep. Now, so we've gone over the two different waves. First mm-hmm. wave is bigger than the last one. What about these guys in the front row here? This is a pretty interesting... Yes. Uh, uh, assortment of characters. What, and so these were. I, I'm looking at the boxes here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen the Star Wars ones. Yep. And I so own the Star Rock Wars Raiders ones. And Rock Raiders. There were there were four Star Wars, three Rock Raiders, and three Ninja, mm-hmm. and two from City, yes. which are easily, never heard easily of them. the most uh, common of the the few. Uh, yeah. Well, least desirable. I, I haven't seen yeah. them, but yeah, least desirable. Yeah. They may actually be more rare. I, I've never seen the city ones, but uh, I've never seen the, city the Star Wars ones pop up now and again. The Rock Raiders ones, especially Chief, mm-hmm. is extremely coveted. Yes, the, I've uh, got uh, had two of them, but they're both really beat up, so oh, they were geez. played with. So one of them was good enough to put on display. That hurts. Yes, this is one of the few things I have ever purchased in my vintage collection, the few things I've ever purchased sealed mm-hmm. and actually opened. Gotcha. So these these will be mint condition. Yes, uh, cherished. Adult collector owned. Only. Exactly, yes. Well, but, I, uh, it's a figure. It's very worth opening and having on display. For sure. So, yeah. so uh, part of the... Now, these came out in 2000, so the two waves were 98, 99, and then these were the only thing that came out in 2000. Gotcha. And each one of these had exclusive figures in it. Mm-hmm. So... Um, one of the most, one of the more sought-after ones here is the one with the two green ninjas. Yes. So, and these have trading cards with a, a lot of information on them. Yes. So the uh, limited you get, lore. You can get a lot of lore from that. Yeah, there you go. The green, the green ninja is young and agile. He always carries out his assignments with stealth and cunning. His favorite weapon is the knife. Mm. So you get some extra, extra detail there. Oh, now this is interesting. This actually conflicts with what's in the magazines. The samurai lord. 
this is the emperor figure, mm -hmm. is a fair and righteous man, always fighting against injustice, a true hero of his time. So that's in direct conflict. Maybe that's propaganda. He had this uh, published. He had his uh, official scribes write that down for the, yeah, the yeah. posterity. Sounds I don't a know. Little, a little political in nature. <laughs> Sounds a little too good to be true. That's yeah. all. I, <laughs> no, that's that's. See, that's fascinating. You have uh, it's kind of reminds me of the yeah. old uh, adventurers conflicting names, conflicting yeah. accounts. So. The people who wrote the magazine, I don't think, were necessarily always in the best communication with the people who were designing sets and things like yeah, that. Yeah, well, so the set designers, there's probably the graphic designers who are writing that in. They're just yeah. like, he looks like a good dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. he does. He doesn't look like an inherently bad no, guy. No, he doesn't look that bad. His but helmet's black, the, but the he's magazines, got... you know, the stories in the magazines for the comics were probably, they probably hired you know, a comic artist. Yeah, and, and, and like a writer, maybe. Uh, maybe, yeah. Storyboard, maybe. You know, so a couple different roles there. Hard but, yeah. to say. And then you but, got uh, this individual. Yep, so these are all very similar designs to um, a lot of the other characters. So this one is, is most similar to the Shogun, mm -hmm. um, but he has a, a black armor piece that I believe was exclusive until maybe I think there was a CMF figure there's, much much later yeah there's probably a CMF in, that I in black but um, his print on his shirt underneath that is extremely similar and he's just got that kind of uh, bullhorn mm -hmm. uh, piece instead of those chrome gold antlers yes and then the other ones over here were the exact same designs as the the older and younger blue uh, blue samurai just recolored into gotcha. red and with Different, uh, different face prints. Mm -hmm. So they so, had their own face prints as well. Yep, but Very the cool. uh, the torsos on all three of those were were definitely exclusive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because so. I've I've never seen those in red. Yeah, I've seen yeah. them in blue, all, and I've even seen the the rarer of the two in blue before because mm -hmm. we had it here. Yep, but we I've do, never I seen. I believe them we have one now, but I I'm pretty sure he's very expensive. Yeah. I'd have to check on him. Yeah. Because there was only one, and he only came in this. Uh, mm -hmm. Speaking of expensive, I was looking at the prices of the figures, uh, of the nin ninja figures in our store, mm -hmm. and they're all pretty reasonable, you know, like $10, yeah. maybe 15 for yeah. the specialer ones. But then you get to the green ninjas, yes. and they're a whopping, like, $100, uh, over $100. Well over $100, yeah. yeah. And it's like... they only came in these packs. Wow, so. I didn't know. And what, But I did know that they were somehow hard to find, because my vague knowledge of ninja... I remember seeing like they're not in any sets. They got to be like a like a poly bag or yep. or something like this where yep. they're just a limited run, and that makes sense. And that's really cool that you have these in hand yeah. to show off on the video today. <laughs> yes. so that's fantastic for sure. And I think something like this, you know, in the year two thousand, was probably very overlooked in the Lego store. Yeah, unless a minimal you know, side thing a, a, was a big fan of the sets from the two years prior. Mm -hmm. But again, you you don't see any of these turn up very frequently. The Rock no. Raiders ones or the Star Wars ones. We have a few yeah. of the. Star Wars ones now. Yeah, we have like the they droids. They don't have any exclusive figures in them. Though. No. Yeah. Um, Except for the Chief, Rock Raiders. I believe Chief. was the only exclusive one from any of the Rock Raiders. All ones. the other Rock Raiders were just uh, more like downgraded versions of the regular Rock Raiders. Yeah. Crew, so the, so. The, the the kind of trading cards and the stands were really the only the, things the most exclusive yeah. things. But it for Ninja it got the real good deal into yeah, like exclusivity. Those are nice. Maybe yeah. they were figures that were designed for a third wave that was never realized could easily have been which would have been surprising and interesting yeah, so it would have been very interesting to see this this more uh, 
fleshed out evil mm-hmm. faction that's maybe a little more put together than just the robbers. <laughs> Exa- yeah, like maybe the maybe the um, the evil guys took over and now they have to wear red. So maybe. that's where that's yeah. going on here. I don't and know. They're, they're a little more, you know, they've got better armor mm-hmm. and, and more uh, more of a power structure kind of thing. Exactly. Very interesting. But, uh, to speak to how these may have been overlooked, I've left this on because I think it's hilarious. But this has a two ninety nine price tag on it still Mm -hmm. and it looks like a clearance tag either from a lego store or maybe lego offloaded them on somebody else but yep i can say i spent a lot more than (laughs) (laughs) 299 you could probably just shift that decimal yeah exactly yeah no the um the 299 that suggests that it was probably like i bet you these would have been more like in the you know five eight dollar range maybe three minifigures in the year 2000 yeah Yeah. i'm sure it might have been in the the, and so this that seems like a a little discount there and uh, quite a huge jump from uh, having two overall hundred dollar figures in a a box that was once available for 299 it's just yeah hilarious and amazing at the same time absolutely but i'm i'm very glad to have them as as part of my collection of ninja sets because I mm-hmm. think they're a, a very unique and important part of the the story of the theme as a whole. So, um, given that ninja is a very underrated theme, it's very unique. What was your draw to ninja? Why is this one of you, why is this one of your top three themes? What makes it? What qualifies it? Nostalgia, design. What speaks to you? I think it's very underrated. Mm-hmm. Criminally. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I would agree. Mm-hmm. Everybody everybody knows Ninjago. People who know nothing about Lego know know about Ninjago. They've seen you the show. About it. yeah. It's just it's everywhere. It's mm-hmm. very saturated in our in our pop culture. Mm-hmm. And this is very much not. Even amongst devoted Lego fans, yes. if you if you mention something about classic ninja, they'll they'll have most people have no idea what you're talking They're about. They're like classic Ninjago? And yeah. It's, it's like this kind of hidden... Yeah, season one Ninjago? Yeah. No, a little older. Uh, it's this kind of hidden gem. It's it's mm-hmm. one of those those last things where as a Lego person you can discover it and go, I had no idea this mm-hmm. was a thing. These are really cool. That is true. And that, that combined with the number of, you know, again, with the same reasons as adventures. I'm a sucker yeah. for all the swinging axes, revolving doors, trap doors... This hidden, is when sets were fun, like right? Yeah. 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 Play features galore, just mm-hmm. very densely packed, and all using not a, a very wide array of parts selections. I mean, this was before they really went crazy with, oh, with yeah. mold types. I mean, you know, every every one of these sets has the trapdoor piece. Every one of these mm-hmm. sets has the, the big front doors. It has the axes. It has exactly. these kind of fluted profile profile big bricks in white, mm-hmm. kind of giving it that, that bamboo wall exactly. texture and these, these three-leaved bamboo plants, which is... Is that the first instance of this piece? I was going to bring that up, because isn't, isn't this one of your favorite it is, pieces? It is literally my favorite piece because this, of landscaping builds. So. This may be one of its first appearances. I'll I think have to so. look into that, too. That's not, I, I would not be surprised if this was the first instance of that piece it appearing, because it's well bamboo-inspired. So yeah, that's, it very well could be. I'll have to check on that. So and I, then, oh, of course, these, these kind of ornamental fish statues. Mm-hmm. One of the other extremely iconic very cool. parts of these sets. Absolutely. Yep. And then so you this was probably just a little out of reach when you were a kid, I'm guessing. Oh, you were, yeah. yeah. Definitely before my time. Yeah. So you you had to acquire them later. Did your you yes. had you had older brothers. Did they have these sets when they were younger Not or no? Not to my knowledge. Okay. I don't I don't believe they had any of them, but I discovered this theme mm-hmm. and, and fell in love with it and it was something that I had seen here and there mm-hmm. and then when I bought the first um, I bought a very large 
kind of bulk haul on yeah. Facebook Marketplace that had a lot of vintage sets in it. That's and what I do put it. a lot of them back together, mm-hmm. and and it had a lot of these. I know for sure it had this one mm-hmm. and that one in it. Now I had nice. to get a lot of replacement parts oh, yeah. on Bricklink for them, but uh, <laughs> you gotta, yeah. to get the bulk of them was was just amazing. Well, that started you out great, and then yeah, you oh, probably yeah. rounded yeah. it and out. And I filled it in a little yeah, more yeah, with yeah. things like this. I, I collected afterwards to, mm-hmm. to fill in the collection. Gotcha. Yeah, I was wondering because I know that for me, um, I was able to pick up some adventurer sets as a really young kid, way mm-hmm. too young for Lego, and then we ended up having those pieces and enjoying them, and it was very nostalgic. So I was wondering if there was that connection. But it's really cool that you actually kind of sought it out as like this is the white yeah. whale. This is the really cool thing that, to collect and uh, be able to share about too. Yeah, so, of course. Very cool. Um, oh, well, well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Um, of these sets, which ones are your favorite? Would you have a ranking system for them? Ooh. Or is it like you love all your children and you can't say? <laughs> it's hard. And I, I did this with Adventures, too, but I'm, I'm really going to have to go with the biggest yep, one. Yep. I just, uh, it's, it's too good. It's got um, a bunch of great stuff in it, yeah, for sure. Yeah, just a, a really classic look. These, these tall towers are, are what sticks in my memory mm-hmm. the most. And when I was going through that bulk hall and I saw a lot of these white fluted panels and... I even I even had the instruction booklet for this one was in there. It actually it has the cover torn off, but oh, well. unfortunately that's just kind it's of pretty good. It's part of its history. Yeah. Anyway, but mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I mean most of it was there, and I I was putting it back together, and and this was one of the ones out of that hall that I was the most excited. Oh to yeah, put back for together. sure. If I found that in the Facebook marketplace, I'd be over the moon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean it was it was insane. What mm-hmm. I paid for that hall, I would have been thrilled to have paid for this set alone. Exactly. I mean th- this set. Retailed in 1998 for $100. Which was pretty expensive. It was expensive. Now, yeah. to put that in comparison, the Pharaoh's Forbidden Ruins, the big mm-hmm. kind of pyramid set from Adventures, Which is retailed huge. for $88. So this would have in, been... In this same shop at home. $12 or, yeah, $12 uh, more. Yeah, $11, $12 yeah. More, more expensive than that. And let me double check. This set had 688 pieces. And that Adventurers set had 710. So it had more pieces. It had those crazy printed panels. Hot air balloon. Hot air balloon, net pieces, a ton of minifigures. And it was cheaper than this. How did that work out? Now, maybe that's why Ninja didn't sell well. Maybe it was overpriced for its time. Maybe it was not super popular, but... Mm -hmm. That's kind of crazy to me. That's mine. I did not know about that price shift. So that was yeah. a very that yeah. was the top of the line set for Lego back then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and there were only you know since Adventures had several themes, we had a lot of magazines and catalogs. Yes. But as far as I could tell, there were only one one magazine and one shop at home catalog that you know featured Ninja yeah. on the cover anyway. Interesting. And uh, in this magazine, since I didn't talk about it too much, yeah. there's all kinds of good stuff in here. There's a there's a comic like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier with uh, some names. So yep, some of those names that mm-hmm. I was talking about earlier, that's where that lore comes from. There's a bunch of coupons in here. Hurry offer expires September 30th, 1998. You could get $5 off the Flying Ninja Fortress. <laughs> That's a pretty good deal, actually. Uh, there was another one of these um, educational segments. I talked mm-hmm. about that a couple times in the in the Adventurers video. Exactly. So it uh, talks about how you would learn Kendo, which means the way of the sword. And nice. you would start training at age 7. And on your 14th birthday, you became an adult and got your first set of armor. That's and, pretty uh, rad. That's yeah. pretty cool. At That's 14? Yeah, yeah, you're ready to tear That's it up. Crazy. That's crazy. So they were... They were injecting some of that, uh, you know, educational aspect and cool. teaching some actual things besides, 
Mm-hmm. Ninjas are sneaky and swing swords at each other. <laughs> exactly. Were, yeah. Teaching it wasn't, you a little bit about history. It wasn't just uh, a, like kung fu jump attack. You know, it was yeah, a little bit yeah. more. They're trying. They're, they they put sure. an effort. A little bit. One final note for me on these sets is first of all, like we love the play features, love the figures. I like that they didn't go into the typical. Um, just before this, like it was pretty notorious for having a lot of raised base plates. Yes. And even yeah. the adventurers suffers from that a bit because both the the jungle and the desert ones had some big raised base yeah. plates to save parts, boost it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, so th- these are d- noticeably lacking in raised base plates. They're they're using mountain yeah. pieces. They're using panels. They're using arches and structures. I love a these lot printed of these panels, sloped panels. Yeah. yeah. And this one, at first glance, might almost look like a raised base plate. Yeah. But it's. Uh, it's all brick built, and if I spin it around, because they didn't use a raised base plate, they got to use some of that interior space. So exactly. you've got your, your jail cell down there and like a little shrine yeah, kind of thing. Ceremonial sword and yeah, mm-hmm. so But it, it almost does from the outside have that raised base plate kind of look to it because of those large printed slopes. They could have saved probably a hundred pieces by using a raised base plate, but they did not. Yep. I, maybe they were listening to the Lego fans, the Lego Castle fans specifically, complaining about raised base plates could and being be. like a little less, a little miffed. Although with that. they did still continue to use them until what was it, two thousand four? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, some Knights Kingdom sets. Yeah, and like they had um, World City had like a. a re- uh, Coast Guard uh, rescue with yeah. a uh, really detailed raised base plate. It was yeah. kind of like, what is this? So yeah, they they dodged the raised base plate bullet. They did. And, uh, they used a lot of these these green bricks that you saw a lot of times in those kind of classic buckets and things for, mm-hmm. for kids to play with, but yeah. in some very large sizes. A couple I mean, base plates, I think eight by maybe twenty four was a common size, but on yeah. this one they're they're humongous. It's yeah. got to be Massive. maybe twelve by. 30 or something. Exactly. Very interesting to see uh, bricks versus base plates because you yeah. have base plates in use. A little bit of both. Yeah. You have bricks in use. So very yeah. interesting contrast. Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting choices overall and making it that much more unique yeah. for sure. Definitely. But um, it's interesting that it was only the two waves and then some uh, kind of accessory mm-hmm. figure packs. And then uh, uh, about a decade later, Ninjago yes. shows up. Yeah. So, and that's what really stole um, all the. I think that's why Ninja is so underrated as it is, and mm-hmm. pretty much unknown. I know I know people know about it, but it's right. like most people don't know a thorough knowledge of it like you do. And now, yeah, Ninjago has become such an institution now that we would it's a never see anything like no. this ever again. Why? Why would you try to conflict with one of Lego's bestsellers for the yeah. past decade? You know, so right. it just. But um, yeah. So and then, it's what would you say are some of the main differences between Ninja and Ninjago to someone who doesn't really know? Definitely the fantasy element for mm-hmm. sure. I think the cultural aspect. Now I haven't watched the Ninjago show, so I'm not going to you know disparage I've seen anything the about first Ninjago. First and part of the second season. So. But I think this had a little more maybe cultural diversity. You know, you had the the ninjas as well as the shoguns, as well as the samurai. Mm-hmm. Whereas, from my understanding, Ninjago is just a little bit more about the ninja, the ninjas, and Sensei Wu and their, yeah. their training in their um, spinjitsu. They're exclusively uh, fantasy ninjas. There's yes, no... Right, um, with elemental powers. They're not raiding the castle. They're not... No. There's no bandits. Well, they're, no. they're, the, the bad guys are much more fantasy, too. So. Yes, yes. They're Lots demonized. Yeah. magical mm-hmm. kind of elements going on there, whereas this was really just a war. A yeah. War, a faction Red war. versus blue versus a Power Ranger-esque we're team of ninjas. Gonna, we're all going to come at each other with our swords and we're going <laughs> to drop boulders on each other. They got guns. Maybe a glider. Yeah, mm-hmm. now that is an interesting an interesting point. So it was, 
you know, kind of, like I said, 17th century feudal Japan, but they did have some flintlock muskets and pistols every now and again. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a musket here a, yeah. and a flintlock pistol there. Always in black, though, so pirates always had them in, in brown. Exactly, and very I think different. This, I think ninja is the only time they were ever used in black. Pretty sure that's the case, yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, some striking differences from Ninjago, and it's, it's, I'm guessing it must have been that kind of colorful team, ninja focus, fantasy elements, TV show, very successful TV show, yeah. that really helped Ninjago well outlive pretty much every other Lego theme except maybe like Friends and some others, yeah. like City. It's probably like top five most successful Lego themes ever. Yeah. And it's like, it, this was just off of the right metric, the yeah. right things to line up. I think and it wasn't getting see. as much support from Lego maybe because it was a little sidelined by Star Wars and even maybe Rock Raiders. Yeah, at the time. Uh, sure. So it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you can see the seeds that were kind of planted for, you know, Ninja walked so that Ninjago could run kind of thing. <laughs> I like it, um, I like it. But, you know, it started in the first wave with just black and gray ninjas, and then mm-hmm. they, they mixed it up. They got a little more colorful. They had they added white and red, mm-hmm. and then maybe they were planning to add green. And exactly. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up, since the green ninjas were exclusive to this, I think maybe that kind of fed into the, the legendary, mysterious kind of aspect to the green ninja that played into that plot line from, I think, mostly just the first season. First few seasons, yeah. That was kind of a a mystery about who's the legendary green ninja that Mm -hmm. will fulfill the prophecy. And that legendary status may have been attributed to these green ninjas being very rare and and hard to find. I mean, we do speculate a bit on this channel, but I think that's the most reliable speculation that we've had so far. That is speculation amongst Ninjago uh, uh, lore. If you will, yeah, I think that's a total tie-in right there because yeah. it's like why else? The green is a, a not necessarily a typical ninja color. I mean, a little bit maybe, yeah. but it's it's more like it's very so specific. It has to be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But well, we did have like in Ninjago, we had the red, the white, and the black, but never mm-hmm. never blue in classic ninja. No blue ninjas in the classic. Nope, they had blue samurai and blue uh, was kind of yeah one of their one of their main accent colors for the mm-hmm. good guys. But yeah, never a, never a blue ninja. Interestingly, enough. yeah. So the foundations were definitely laid, and this is before a lot of different other tones like dark red or um, other things would oh, have yeah. been for later ninja colors. Absolutely. But um, yeah. So, very, very interesting. Great to recap and share about this very unknown, very underappreciated theme. Yeah. Thank you so much, Daniel, for dragging all these sets over to oh, the studio. Oh, I love to share anytime. <laughs> this is awesome. And, uh, yeah, we will be back uh, with more awesome themes. I wonder what we... I think probably Emtron is the next one we'll probably be Maybe discussing. So. Yeah. I know that Mark Yucko is also a gigantic Emtron oh, fan. We'll see if we can go. get him in for that. that. Yeah. But um, And we'll have a bunch of Emtron stuff here, I'm sure. Yeah. But, yeah. That was a great, great take on Ninja. We'll be back. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you so much for watching with us. We will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.